What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. But welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, we have a good lineup tonight. We got Kim Side Money Plans. What? <laughs> Zach drives fast. We got Gig Work Mama. We got Dash Theory TV. And uh, yeah, um, before we jump into anything tonight, is there, is there any reason? That this wouldn't work. I, Zach, maybe you should answer this. I want to start an app, um, like called like a reverse coyote, where we get you back into Mexico because <laughs> you've been sent to sanctuary cities like Chicago and you're sitting outside in negative 30 going, Why the fuck did I come here? How, <laughs> like, how would I know about that? <laughs> why, why am I answering this? I don't know, because you live up in I'm a, I'm like in a purple sanctuary city and nobody here wants it. You live up in like sanctuary city land. <laughs> I plead the fifth, man. I don't know how that would be. <laughs> I'm like, don't I don't do know. it. I'm just, I laugh because I guess that joke was supposed to be, I, I laugh because at the same time, it's, there's nothing to laugh about. We all know this. I don't know if you guys have even, this isn't real or fake news. It's just news. It's real. But if you look, like, they're everywhere. I mean, in Chicago, they're in the police station sleeping. They've, like, shut down bus stations. They've got them sleeping on buses. Um, I mean, it's, it's. I don't know if you guys know, it's, like, a complete nightmare. And that's where the DNC is going to be held, too, if you don't know that. So, like, they are getting some wicked feedback from the, um, from the black community in Chicago who's, like, given up. They're like, what do you mean? You've taken all our funding, given it to these other people who have been here like five minutes wow you know it's i mean they're just they're they're killing themselves and I, that seems everybody talks about new york but i keep seeing chicago 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 and it's it's been driving me nuts we got a I lot mean, of family in chicago and they tell me uh it's uh yeah the community the community notices i'll leave it that way the community notices see and so like that's not just me talking about news john's talking about a direct family member and if they're talking about it it's happening bad like I, I just know I know people in Chicago. It's a, it's a really a favorite city of mine. I've worked there many times. I went to grow up in Michigan. I went there many times, and it's cold this time of year, man. <laughs> in fact, I'll put it up with the lake effect. I'll put it up there with like it, like even the colder temperature cities because it's, it's cold. Um, I don't do cold very well, so I would not make it. I mean, there's a reason no. I chose Arizona. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go visit Chicago in the winter, you guys will notice that everybody wears like uh, like wool thick trench coats that go down almost to their ankle, men and women, all of them. That's how cold it is because that wind will bite through anything. Yep. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> but sorry. Sorry, Zach. I just thought, you know, in that BC moment that maybe you'd know about reverse coyotes. So I don't know. <laughs> no, everybody, that's not code. Come on. <laughs> okay 
it's time to get started here. Let me let me say hi to everybody who's in the chat. Um, what's up, Thomas? How are you? Hey, Traveler. Hey, Gigan. Um, what's up, Rick? Uh, hey, what's up, Tom? Tom's working. I don't know what he's doing tonight. Maybe bartending. Oh, and then it's our friend Weed Dash. I don't know where. I haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in forever. And then, oh, wow. Yeah. It's funny because I saw both Weed Dash and Jerry. Do oh, Jerry doesn't DoorDash. It used to be Jerry does DoorDash. Does DoorDash. <laughs> right. Now it's doesn't because he lives up in the UP of Michigan. So, yeah. <laughs> I've chatted. Funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> you haven't been around for a minute. Hey, what's up, Scrabble? How are you? And what's up, Chris Taylor? How are you? Um, and what's up, Lurkers? How are you? I do know that it's it's kind of winding down right now, but Hannibal is live talking about the mayor. And we do need to applaud Hannibal's efforts because I feel great that somebody that was doing this has found his voice. It's not in the gig economy. He's got 400 people live over there watching that right He's now. Killing it. Wow. Killing it. I mean, and it's it's night and day. I mean, you know, I think all of us can, all of us YouTube people, especially even a lot of you people who are on here a lot watching can appreciate that this guy took a channel that was gig related and flipped it completely. And that's tough to do. Yeah. That's once you bring it, good luck getting out of it. Yeah. That's usually how channels die, man. For him to transition like that and, and have that much success is incredible. Props to him. Yeah. yeah. And to have more, like he has more. 10 times more live viewers than he had when he was gig space stuff right now. Yeah, exactly. You get 40, 50 on a live. Well, now he's got 400, you know, so kudos. I dropped over there. I said, hi, kudos to, Congratulations, to Hannibal. Um, happy for him. So, um, yeah, I see carnifage saying delivered is, um, is coming out with some interesting new features. Yeah. You know, who was it that was telling me today when I was doing a pair of works live, about delivered was it gigging he's in here i think it was gigging maybe maybe not somebody was saying that they've been getting oh it was joe let's play doordash he said uh he's been doing a lot of delivered ever since we had the ceo on <laughs> so <laughs> um you know like he was like i'm not getting anything and then somehow he hadn't been accepted but he got accepted so it wasn't even like he was active but he got active right after that and then he says yeah this has been great for me lately so that's good. Consider it's good to know because I know sometimes the people complain about delivered those who do it part time. So it's good to see someone who does, you know, gig work part time be successful in a catering app. Yeah, for sure. So you guys tonight we got some. Uh, here, let me see. Let me see a couple chat comments. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry, just look at something. By the way, guys, last night Cheyenne was live, and then Zach and Kim did their new live. What is it called now again? How we How hustle. How we hustle. Because I just didn't want to get mixed up with the old name because it's now on their channels. I mean, if you weren't there last night, it's on their channels. But this was me last night watching Cheyenne, <laughs> Zach on his channel, and Kim. <laughs> That's every device I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's a goat move right there steve seriously <laughs> can we see that again yeah highly appreciated <laughs> that's awesome man that's really yeah. funny yeah i mean at some points too guys i don't even know how this worked but so like you can see the computer on the left and then i have the phone over here on the right cheyenne was over on the right at some points i like was 
pulling the volume down real low on both, but I had both on. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Otherwise, I was going back and forth because I was trying to listen to both. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what it is? It's that all week I've been dealing with this shit. Um, mm. This isn't shit, by the way. This is amazing. I'm putting this up there because I have an article that I can share with you guys, too. It's up on um, RideshareRodeo.com. Um, but it that this this obviously has been fought on many levels, repeal AB5. But if you look at a uh, Senate member in California, Sanchez there, uh, support independent contractors. And if you look behind her over the right, no, that's not the guy from the Matrix. That is uh, Representative Kevin Kiley from California, who has been really... Whether you like which side of the fence you sit on politically, that guy's been doing amazing things for us as independent contractors. Now, that said, um, I want to bring this up. So I, I'm glad Zach's here tonight because I feel like we proved something this summer. And I feel really good about it, actually. I think you guys did as well. Um, I just it, it just feels good. And I know all the people watching, and if you're watching on the replay or whatever, you guys all remember, whether you watched it or not, and I think a lot of you did watch it, actually. But whether you watched it or not, the town hall this summer, um, that was the day after GigCon. And so there's a lot of people to thank here, too. It's not just Kim and Zach. It's Sergio. It's it's Pedro. It's Hannibal. It's, um, you know, Tony, the driven dad. I mean, like, they're... It's 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 these two, uh, Cheyenne and John, even though they weren't here, I mean, it's like everybody that helped at all in promoting or creating, helping us create buzz about that. Because I don't know if you guys know this or remember, but after the town hall, and it's not like there was a lot, but they were the normal trolling ones. They said things like, you know, I mean, some people literally were trying to troll and they were kind of impressed though too. Like, wow, you got a senator there and whatever. And yeah, you guys were making some points. Well, so there were a couple of people who had that buzz of like, yeah, but you know, what did it do? And, you know, and didn't understand, or do you want a union? And no, we don't want a union. We want some very clear legislation. That's what we were talking about. Stephanie's legislation. I think it had a ways to go. Senator Priola was completely against it, but he had the, I invited him and he had like, he didn't even tell Stephanie he would show up. He just showed up. Nobody knew he was coming. That's very odd, too, because she is a um, House of uh, House of Rep member for seat um, 118 here in Colorado, Stephanie Beal. And she should have known he was coming, but she didn't even know. In fact, she did not think the day of that he was going to come. Well, he came. He didn't want to talk. He just wanted to listen. And her bill had a couple things that he removed. But I, I almost maybe like this better because I think it's better to come out small than to throw too much at the wall and find out there's a problem with this or this or this, but not, but here's my point. So here's the thing guys. So this is the new bill. I don't remember the old number. I don't have it right in front of me. I was trying to find it before we started, but the ride share transparency and deactivation builds Colorado SB 2475. I think the other one was SB 24, something close to that, but um, I'll pull them up so that maybe one of these days we can do like a side by side on what it was but has been introduced. So this bill requires a rideshare, a rideshare company operating in the state of Colorado, obviously, to provide various disclosures to the company's drivers regarding payments that a, a consumer makes to the company and the amount that the company then pays the driver. So if you guys followed that, it means that if I am doing Uber, I can see my upfront pay, which is what it is now, and they can say, hey, 
25 bucks for this airport run. But now I get to see how much Uber charged. Um, and I get to see any line items and stuff like that. What I don't see in here um, before I move to the next thing is one of the things that was taken out, Kim, Zach, I bet you guys remember this, was that the customers were going to be allowed to see that too. That's not in here. That I don't, that, that bothers me. It, I mean, look, let's, something's better than nothing. And anything that helps us is a, is a win. But I really wanted the customers to see that breakdown. It says rideshare. Is it going to extend to food delivery? Well, that's why next week, Stephanie Vigil will be my guest on. I had a different guest on the podcast for Record Monday, Drop on Tuesday. And I actually asked them if I could move them a couple weeks because I'm going to have Stephanie on. And we're going to go through her bill and how it transformed to this, where we are, and what exact differences is. Because this is not the whole read here, guys. This is just kind of like their quick pitch. So I don't know. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't think that DoorDash is involved in this. But will they be quickly? Yes. But I again, Kim, I got to say that I, I like that because maybe the slow rollout is better. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Seattle. Seattle started this way. Seattle did rideshare first because here's why you can't mess with. There's really you can't say anything about the TNC or, or the Taxi and Limousine Commission. You know what I mean? Like rideshare really is under that standard. It should be. I mean, I I've done ride. I did rideshare since 2015. Like it should be under the T TNC or the TLC. But um, what it is doing though is it is require it is. Um, demanding that we get to know deactivation reasons and that there is a procedure that's free to take um, to, to fight any wrongful deactivation. But there's also some mechanism in place that um, there's a mechanism in place that allows it to, if you like, if everybody who is deactivated and let's say that, let's just say 50, 50, let's say 50% were justly deactivated and probably know it. And if they're just fighting it to fight it, there's some mechanism in place that at some point puts them at, like if they really want to push it, they can go on for free, but there's some penalty or something if if you're just kind of trying to scam the system. But I didn't understand how it, again, I'll need to talk to Stephanie. But it's for the rideshare. And I know that the when I the quick talking I did to, do to her, because Stephanie never did rideshare. She did before she was, for those of you that don't know, Stephanie Beal, who's a house representative, did gig work here in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, for like three, four years in the pandemic and beyond before she was elected. And she only did food delivery. And she was my, excited. She was excited, I, though. But I don't, I think that it's in parts. So okay, I don't know. I, don't, say, I think that's why I'm confused because I'm like, huh, she was so like gun ho about, you know, DoorDash and, you know, food delivery. Well, and then for it just I to think be the right, biggest I thing, I think the biggest thing that we need to note here because we still haven't noted it, guys. And this is why I'm really proud of all of us. Because A, that wouldn't have happened. But B, she had a she had a Democrat lead or one Democrat senator supporting her original bill. She had two other people on it, but they didn't have enough clout to carry any weight. Well, we had Senator Priola in who opposed the bill. Had he been on the team, that bill would have gone right through. So guess what? On this bill... Not only is he involved, he's the lead. So after the town hall and after we all had our talks with him and after he heard us speak, 
and after the communications after that we had and things like that, he actually now, and this is what I'm saying is the biggest part of all this to me, forget actually what's happening or whatever with the legislation. He was against all of it, but he didn't know. And that's what we've said. We've said a lot of these people just don't know. Well, here's proof, guys. Like we literally flipped that guy. And I mean, That's I'm awesome. not trying to just pat us on the back. What I'm pointing out is it's an election year and a lot of places, a lot of states are pushing legislation. We can start talking about two to three, probably a week. And I was thinking a 15 minute segment starting next week because this week's been all politics for me. But um, but I already am like reading through some legislation. Some of it sucks. Some of it's good. Depends on the state. Um, some of it's odd. Um, but people can make a difference. And, you know. I'll be honest, like at the town hall, yes, I wanted to make my voice heard. Yes, we knew we had a few connections and then he showed up and it really helped that Pedro had GigCon there because that brought some more people that then were there. Um, you know, just I, I, again, guys, if I didn't shout out your name, Dashing Trader, I mean, like just there were there were too many here, you know, uh, Louis, Luis, um, uh, David Pickerel, Gary Middleton. I mean, I'm, I, 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 the list goes on and on and on and on. And, um, we did make a difference. You know, Priola knows that we all had YouTube channels. I mean, he knew that we all, some of us had big ones. And he knew that even the smaller ones had loud voices. Like he knew there was, this wasn't just go walking into 12 drivers who English is their second language, like some of these cities. He was like, wait, this is different than what I'm used to. So what I'm saying is writing, calling, talking to them and yes you can talk to them they will get into i mean sometimes it's their it's their people but you're they, they can speak for them but it did make a difference he didn't know what was going on and he told us point blank i will say this he didn't support stephanie's bill and there were a couple reasons i i gotta be honest i cannot remember specifically why he didn't like a couple parts but when he first came in he was like he told me that there was a couple parts that he just he couldn't get his head around. And so maybe those are some of the parts missing, but he, Stephanie's working with him on this. That's amazing. There, there I mean, so we're talking bi bipartisan across the aisles, the kind of stuff that none of us feel like is happening going on in this country right now. There were a lot of things he just didn't know or didn't understand that had to be, you know, not, not to, um, not to talk down to him or about him, but, there's some things that drivers deal with where we have to explain it like children, right? We have to explain it like we're talking to a child because they don't understand. So, you know, like it was kind of like that when it was talking to him. Yeah. Um, this is weird. I, I, I know we're on Twitch. I mean, it's the first comment we've ever had on Twitch, I think. So somebody's actually asking a question from Twitch. Could a driver be deactivated due to poor reviews? Um, absolutely. <laughs> Or does it have to be real bad? <laughs> like, like accidents, delinquency on tickets or or outdated. I think they meant tags. Um, I can tell you a funny story about that. And here in Colorado, I, I see um, temporary plates from 2020. I'm like, what? I didn't know we could do this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I think that was a big deal, guys. Oh, Holly Camp. Holly's in here. Holly was there. I mean, there were there were just so many people supporting. That whole event felt like something. But who'd have thought that the guy who literally, even though he 
I mean, Zach, Kim, be honest. Even though you know he heard you, he, you know he listened to you, did you really think that he would go do a 180-degree turn and say, wait, I'll get on board, but not only that, but say, I'll sponsor it? No. No. I got the impression, though, that he would look into it. Like, I feel like that's what I got. Like, okay, well, I understand what you're saying. I hear what everybody's saying. I'll look into it. I can't make any premises, but you know what? I have a different perspective coming out of here today. At least that's what I felt I got out of it. So I'm just happy that he really listened to what we had to say. And that's actually pretty awesome. So I say hats off because it takes a lot to come to an event on a Saturday and being a senator and you know, listening to a whole bunch of gig workers, you know, talk about the problems and what we go through. So I can't be more happy about the, this and the outcome. Yeah. I mean, remember this guy lives in Brighton, Colorado on the other side of the airport. He lived almost an hour from an hour each way. I don't know. To me that it don't, I mean, sometimes these, these elected officials don't even show up for Senate. So it's like, this guy's showing up on a Saturday to listen to us because yeah, I invited him like three times. Stephanie gave a little nudge, you know, like it just was, we were kind of not trying to bug him, but saying, listen, this is kind of a big deal for real. Like you need to come talk to us. Yeah. In this particular taste, it, it worked, right, Steve? So hats off to you too for putting together the event. I mean, if you didn't put it together, we wouldn't be here right now talking about it. So now give yourself but, yeah, a but now let's credit. now more states. Now we need to deal with more. Like as the as we start talking about these other legislations, why can't we do this in more? We know people in other states, you yeah. know, who we could probably, especially in some states, who if it gets heavy, we could nudge into. Listen, you gotta get loud here. <laughs> you got to do something and I'm I don't know what it'll be. It might not be the same thing we did, but you know, like if something happened in Houston, now obviously Dallas or Texas isn't probably on the chopping block first, but if it did like in Houston, let's say, yeah, we got Tom down there, but yeah, we got Luis down there. He has a huge following, huge, huge Hispanic community too. So, I mean, like he would, yeah. they would need to listen to him. He's just as big on Instagram and TikTok as he is on YouTube. Like he has a very big voice and he is the most personable person. I was going to say his personality is pretty good too. And he's awesome. (laughs) So Thomas asked, did the Senator drink? I have no idea. I doubt it. I doubt it. He was actually, he was like, he he was like, if I remember right, he was in shorts. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was in shorts and a polo. He, he, he not like in like, not like like wearing like crap. He was like shorts and a in a collared shirt and yeah, he had on like a polo. Shorts and a polo. He was dressed like the college kid that's like, you can't arrest me. My dad's a lawyer. Yeah. Like, that's how this guy was dressed. Uh. <laughs> she just called Priola entitled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um uh kim did you were you gonna were you gonna talk about one of these articles so i can get on to the next one um yeah mine was actually really quick they decided um this is not a shocker so you know how you know obviously new york is now paying their drivers a hourly wage i think it's 29 dollars. i think an hour 29 60 something like that um and then they raised the fees 
for delivery for the customers. So now customers are paying like astronomical fees. Well, big shocker, they're now also raising the commission percentage and fees for the restaurants as well to compensate the drivers. So um, I actually had it written down. I don't have it in front of me. I, and I didn't realize the commission, I knew the commission was high, but like, I'm like, whoa, that's a pretty hefty commission they got going on. They were going to take- it- 20, 26%, I think, of every um, order that went through delivery. And I think it was like 8% on pickups. So, man, that is like, that's to me for a restaurant, that's steep because you know, the cost of food and everything like that, like that's, that's steep. Like, I know if I was a restaurant, I'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing DoorDash any longer. At least that, that would be me. But and, the, I and, guess that's, and that's not new. That's raising it. Yeah. Like, hey, you know those like crazy rates we charge you? They're, tw- they're twice. It's now. going up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you you have, know, we're in treating this, you worse than the customers now. Yeah. In this particular case, <laughs> it was, you know, it was let's raise it even more. So, you know, if I hate to say if. I mean, New York was one of the first ones to raise it, right? So now I'm assuming Seattle being next for the merchants, right? You know, I feel like they kind of fell, flew under the radar, right? So, but now they're not, they're not, they're not immune to the fees because they're just, they're just screwing everybody for the driver pay. Like, I feel like DoorDash, nothing is coming out of DoorDash's pocket, right? I think it's only coming out of the fees from the customers and now the fees for the restaurant. And they're probably still pocketing all the profits. Of course they are. Yeah. Of course. And just to confirm, it's 23% on delivery. 23%. I was That's the city's current limit. So imagine if the city put it higher, DoorDash would have been like, okay, let's go to the limit. Like but if I'm not mistaken, Steve, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, right? So I think it was, what, two years ago is when New York City put a cap on the commissions of the restaurants? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, me personally, I don't think that they would actually raise it. I, I feel like they were very adamant when they actually did the fees because they were already high enough as it was. Unless I completely messed that up. You know well, what I don't? high. You know what I don't get is that everything, everything in New York has failed gig-wise. Everything they've tried back to 2018 for legislation has failed. Rideshare failed. Rideshare second round failed again. Food delivery already failing at the 50 cents and 65 (laughs) cent optimization at best, meaning $18 an hour. I mean, you guys just went from being able to hustle when you know how to hustle, like we all like to, to now making $18 an hour, be happy, in New York. I don't even know what that does for you. Is that like subway fare? Yeah. Do you have to dash to take the subway home? I don't even know. Maybe you have a W-2 and you have to dash to get subway money to go home and get robbed on the subway. But I, I, I don't... it seems to be working for some because I've seen Ceci and I was on a live where she's killing she it with Grubhub. Be- Right, but she but if she only does Grubhub, I have like none we've all talked, none of us can do Grubhub only. We would be starving <laughs> and homeless. 
I had Grubhub on the other morning. I always keep Grubhub on in the background just in case I get like that one cowbell order. I turned it on at nine o'clock in the morning and I didn't get one, even one cowbell when I turned it off at two o'clock in the afternoon. I went through that entire span without one order from Grubhub. Granted, I know you have to be on block, but it never used to be that way. Like you used to be able to toggle on and at least get an order here or there. Like you can't even do that anymore. Can I tell a quick Grubhub story? Go for it. It's (laughs) kind of, you know, I'll, I'll water it down. Uh, so no, why go? No, don't water it down. <laughs> all right. So we've all had that experience. We turn Grubhub on. We forget that it's on, and then the sound goes off hours later. Right. So this happened to me when I was uh, Netflix chilling. So I had my <laughs> then girlfriend, right, and you know we were enjoying ourselves, and then the freaking things. cowbell sound goes off. Like, what a way to ruin the moment because now I got to (laughs) leave. Wait, did you have to leave or did she go, do you really work for Grubhub? Get the (laughs) hell out. Hey, you know what? Okay. If the order is paying 20 bucks and it's only going two miles, okay, I'll be right back. I'll be back. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. No, I was just told me you were a lawyer. (laughs) I know that's the Grubhub. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, that's like just when that's you shut like off the app. That's my client's notification. Phone, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't have walked out, you know. I'm like, mm-mm. Hey, Grubhub can wait. You're like, it is a good offer, though. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I really want to look at my phone right now. Mood killer. You didn't mean that, guys. Mm. So all I'm really wondering, I, like, is it just her that's killing it in New York? Like, there must be some people that's also benefiting from this. Well, I actually have a person that I know in my area that is strictly Grubhub as well, and they kill it. Like, they do, like, yeah. two to $300, like, per day, and then they only work from, like, say, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and they're Monday through Friday. They don't even work the weekends. And I'm like... Wow. Like how? And they, uh, they're, you know, what's the highest tier for? I always forget what the highest tier for Grubhub is, but anyway. Um, yeah. And like they can get on any schedule. So they schedule the entire time. And I guess that's the way you make your money on Grubhub. But I got two years ago. I'm I like, think it's because okay. those people are Grubhubbers. You know what I mean? And honestly, yeah. that, that might be one of the apps. that's like, Hey, Kim, Zach, Cheyenne, or Cheyenne doesn't have it, but hey, Kim, Zach, you know what? You guys have taken zero Grubhubs in two years, so we're just going to give them all to Sassy. Screw you. Like, I'm not saying that's okay, and I'm not saying all the apps, because they all have their little play points, but that wouldn't shock me, because like you said, and Sassy does good, too. I think they've made it so that if they have a couple good people, because they don't have the volume, so if they can have people who can make it work, and and they can you they could probably have a good analysis of somebody's only using their app because if they're taking an order and then there's two minute gap and another one, they're like this, this person isn't multi apping they're using Grubhub. Yeah, yeah. And so and- they probably get opt. I mean, like Sessie's busy all the time. All the time. Well, well, the funny thing is, I think it was like two years ago. 
you know, for video purposes, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to raise my acceptance rate and I'm going to try to become a premier driver. That's what's called. I'm like, I'm going to try to become a premier driver. I'm like, I'm a top dasher. You know, I can, I can do Grubhub. It lasted like a week because I'm like, this is, like you can't get on, like if you're like the bottom tier, like you can't get onto a block and then the blocks that they do send you, I mean, you can get on are usually like during like the middle of dinner time. Like it's, it's hard to climb with Grubhub. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Um, I was looking at a, where would it go? I was looking at a comment here that, um, no, Chris Taylor, we like you sending us stories. Sometimes I just don't. Oh, no. Yeah, don't stop sending us stories. Love that. So every once in a while, you send me one I haven't even seen yet, if not read, but I haven't even I seen. I respond maybe, so. to you, Christopher Taylor. Yeah, I mean. I, it might know. not be every day, but. Regardless, I, I public shout out to Christopher Taylor. He sometimes sends us great information or an article yeah. or a rabbit hole to dive down. Speaking of, this week has been extremely political for me, and it ends tomorrow, so it's not even over yet. <laughs> but I've had it's not um, fucking ominous. It ends tomorrow. I've had I've had other conversations outside of these two, but on Monday I did an hour fifteen live with Mike Karubi about New Jobs America and be your own boss legislation. Um, and where it's at on Tuesday, we had the Pacific Legal Foundation and Kim Cavan with her lawsuit. And in a minute, I'll drop it in the chat. You guys, if you want to read her 17 page lawsuit um, suing the Department of Labor, it's very interesting. It's a, a simple read. It's 17 pages written by Kim. It's based on the 330 page DOL rule change. So she's simplified into 17 pages and telling them why uh, this you know, needs to go. Um, and it's very well done. And the Pacific Legal Foundation was there too. And they explained a lot. And even as it relates to AppWorks, if you guys didn't catch it, I would say go back and watch it. Um, but, and then tomorrow I have um, John Lopez in Chicago, who John is a political wizard. Like when Kim Cavan is my guest, I don't know if you guys have been in the live. Some of you, I, I know some of you have for some of these, but um when John is in the, he'll like, he's fact checking Kim and he's like, and she, she's always right. But he's like, or Kim or Karen. And he's always like, yep, she's right on. And here, what about this case? Does this case relate? Like he is wicked intelligent. And I've only had him. He came on a Sunday fun day once for like 20 minutes. And that was it. And otherwise it's been all comments through chats. And I see him on Twitter a lot and we chat that way, but it's just going to be John and I for a candid conversation. Um, I'm not going to reveal it yet because it is an audio podcast, but where we'll be streamyard recording it. And if, if it's not going to get me in trouble on YouTube, I will post it here. Cause we're, we have a couple topics on there that I'm not sure how it'll fly with YouTube. Um, but if not, I'll at least post, here's the audio podcast. You guys can go listen to it. But on top of that, this is something that happened today. And whenever it makes Politico, it scares me a little bit. Um, especially this time of year. So Uber, the ride hailing and delivery giant that launched in San Francisco is, is prepping a massive cash infusion to shake up politics in California. This is pretty scary, you guys. According to plans revealed first to Politico, the company is dropping $30 million into its existing state committee called the Uber um, Innovation Pack all of which it plans to spend on candidates and causes in 2024. 
So they've created, Uber now has a super PAC in California to direct who they want in charge. Talk about. I mean, this is this is really scary stuff. And this is that kind of stuff where, I mean, this we used to talk about this kind of stuff with like cigarette companies and those kind of like the influence those companies had. Now we're in a generation of apps and things and technology. And here we go. You know, it's like the next cigarette. Uber's going to, I mean, to, to be able to put that, that's a lot of money, you guys. I know that sometimes you think, well, to Uber, that's, it is. It, it's a lot of money. I mean, when they, when they passed Prop 22, all the companies together had put in like just over 200 million to fight, to make Prop 22 happen. They're already dropping thir- just, and that's not even necessarily the limit. They're putting 30 million into the Uber innovation pack innovation i think it's bad enough they put their own name on it but you know like the uber innovation pack like innovate what you're not a tech company you're a dispatch company but so it says um that will make it one of the or i'm sorry that will make it the because it was um edited here that will make it the largest single funded state pack this election cycle in california Uber has the most money in politics in California right now. Well, that doesn't surprise That's me. Crazy. But then there's things like this. Check this out. So they're like one of the things they, they're already doing. Uber's rollout includes a $250,000 check to support Proposition 1 on the March ballot. Um, what is Proposition 1? Proposition 1 is, is Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom's baby. Um to revamp and fund the state's mental health system. Uber wants nothing to do with that, has nothing to do with them, but that's his baby. So they're going to make it happen for him. Why do they do that? Talk about pulling the purse strings. I mean, this is so in the open because why would Uber give to that? I mean, we all would give to that if we had the money, but we know Uber wouldn't. They wouldn't give to the California um, state fund for mental health. No. Not a chance. One hand best. What is that? What is the saying? One. Um, oh my God, I forgot what the saying squeaky, is. Never mind. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, that too. <laughs> One hand. Yeah, I know. What you're oh my God, I can't think of the saying. How horrible is that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, like, I mean, that's just one example. So that's that's 250. That's a quarter of a million. They're just given to a proposition they have nothing involved with. So this isn't even stuff for them. This is to show you this whole article. Um, and I'll put, you know what, when we're done, I'll go and I'll put some articles in whether we cover or not them or not tonight. Cause this has been a, a crazy week for articles. And if you guys are like, I don't like reading articles. I mean, some of them aren't that long and stuff, but this was a week you should watch. Thank you. Brenda, Brenda. got it. Brenda did it. One hand <laughs> washes the other. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> right. Well, in this case, one hand steals all the money from everybody, puts everybody out of business. Cause I want to show you guys something else here too. Check this out. You guys ready? So, oh, wait, I didn't do it in order. My bad. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? There she she can She can run, but she can't hide. So don't look at my retweet on the top yet. Look, look at what acting uh, Secretary Sue said yesterday. The Biden-Harris administration is going to keep saying loud and clear, unions make America stronger. Okay, Acting secretary is not a cert. She's paying for that certified label. That's not a government tweet certified label. She's paying for that on her own to make her look like she's something of, because now you can buy them on YouTube. We all know this or on Twitter, but she's trying to make, because acting is nothing. 
She is nothing. So, so of course I said, who gave, who gave this crazy person the keys, you know? So, um, but she's talking about unions. Let's talk about unions. So that lower line, the light, light blue is us unions. So if we go back to what, 40 years to 1983, 20% of, um, of people working in the United States were in unions. 40 years later, 10% of the working people are in unions. And we have way more working people. <laughs> now, look at New York. I can't exactly see what that is, but I'll call it 32. I'll be nice. I think it's 32, 33, but we'll say 32. So 1983, 32% of people in New York are in unions. Now, 20. And I don't know if anybody else is directionally challenged, like acting Secretary Sue, but this is going down on both, right? Am I wrong? Can she, I don't know Twitter that well. Can she see what you tweeted? Oh, yeah. Did she respond? No, usually they just block us. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's being a dick again. No, I mean, like, you know, like I'm blocked. Like I was I was having like everybody that Kim Cavan, all these people on Twitter. That's why, because news travels real quick on Twitter. So like, they're, I'm going to give one example. They're all blocked by Lorena Gonzalez, who worked to create AB5 and now is a union shell and is being paid tons of money. They're blocked by Lorena Gonzalez. And I was like, that's weird. I'm not blocked by her because I went to her Twitter page. And I was like, I've definitely tweeted stuff about her. The next day I was blocked, I guess by like who I hang with, because I was tagged in some Kim Cavan tweets. And all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I'm blocked. And I, and so I took my screenshot and I'm like, I got my badge of honor, you guys. <laughs> Just guilty by association. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where a couple of my slides went here, but so the other thing I wanted to show you guys was California. Okay, guys, this is crazy. California from 2015 to 2019 versus 2020 to 20 to end of 2023. That's the, the two time periods we're going to compare. 54% jo uh, jobs down. 54% jobs down. The red cities are, and I have my glasses on. Kim, can you see that? No. <laughs> I don't have my off glasses 60, on. I'm just as blind as you Over, are. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, it's so off 60,000. So, they're down 60,000. And where those are are Silicon Valley, San Francisco, two LA areas, and then one inland. Um, and then all of those are down though. Nothing. The only ones that are up are the green ones. And if you look, the, so it's like Redmond, Sacramento. I don't know what those lower two green ones are. And I don't know what that other green one is, but those are the only ones that, um, either no change or up everywhere else, everywhere else. They're like not down. I, I mean, all of our, a lot of other States are up even pretty well. California in this comparison is done. They're down or they're off. And I just, I just find it amazing. This is, you know, this is now be using post pandemic um, information to make these. And look at this. I mean, this is a state that, that the independent contractor rule change that the Biden administration's pushing is being based on. Okay. Well, they didn't create any jobs. They promised them in 2020. And this is now the proof they didn't we've joked about it for a long time but they didn't create any 
They just killed millions of careers, created no jobs at all. So, um, John, while you were gone, and I'll put the link up to for you as well, that there's a political story, a political, oh, actually, I sent it in a text to you that you might want to read because, like, Uber's now in the um, in the political game in California. Like, they've got a super PAC going. Arizona's next, probably, right next door. Yep. yep. So, um, quick quick note to here, um, guys on ParaWorks or on ParaPass, this is only going to apply to some of you, but if you have uh, any caregiver experience um, and you've ever heard of Hop, Skip, Drive, we can get you, uh, again, anything ParaPass skips the line. So you won't have to, there's waiting lists in every city for Hop, Skip, Drive that they're in. Um, if you are interested and want to do it and you're 23 years old and you have a four-door vehicle, 2014 or newer and you have some caregiving experience i don't know exactly what that would look like i mean even probably taking care of a family member or something like that would be good enough you can make 50 dollars a ride set your own hours all that kind of stuff um, does being a mom count no, just kidding. I, I mean may, i don't know maybe why not <laughs> i would think it would i mean that's a caregiver right you could I mean, have left her on the road. A ride to and from school. I mean, that's like the ultimate experience being a parent, right? Was old. I mean, that should count. Is she alive? Well, then you did a good job. So, yeah, that's caregiving. Good enough. <laughs> She's breathing. We're good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, it's just been a crazy week of the politics stuff. And um, as far as gig work goes, I, you know, I... I feel very blessed that I use off-brand apps. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I do. Because even Curry has been, like, Curry has built up so much over the years that this is normally when I'm out snowboarding a ton. And January, February, you know, I'm, I'm when I am here, there's not much Curry, so I would be using other apps. But there's been a lot of Curry, just not paint. Um, so it's been really good for me in that way. Um, and using ParaWorks and just, you know, more of the arsenal than the traditional, you know, the more the main, the staple ones, because I, I don't know. I talk to people around the country for para purposes, but also for my podcast purposes all the time, um, gig workers in every state. And it's like we've said before, it's usually like, well, these markets are off. It's summertime. These are these are on and. Um, you know, Jason Thierry, the Gig Economy podcast, he lives out in the upper part of the mitten in Michigan. Well, this time of year, it's like snow to your waist and it's freezing. But in the summer, that's Lake Michigan. It's beautiful. And a lot of people go up and uh, up to their summer homes and things like that. And so that gets raging up there for them. So the summer slowdown is not a thing. Like that could be summer speed up for some. But right now across the board, I don't know anybody who's not feeling a major hit. Honestly. Um, and I saw Kim's video today, too, about uh, DoorDash deactivations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been talking about that forever. But this this was uh, earned by uh, time related. And I was kind of, you know, it's intriguing. But at the same time, like, I don't get it. Because earned by time should be there. They should. I think that DoorDash loves earned by time. They do love by earned by time. They don't like that dashers are abusing earned by time and exactly. that's where 
the big thing is, and they're cracking down because, you know, you have dashers who are abusing the systems and they're not closing out the orders until they get back to the area or they're, you know, they already have the food, but they stay in their car for 10 to 15 minutes longer. So customers' food is getting cold. I mean, if you don't close out your order until you get back to your area, it could be 15 minutes before that customer gets a notification that their order was closed out. So there are drivers that are abusing the systems. But the thing is, is a lot of the... We all know deactivations on DoorDash, a lot of it is AI generated. So there might be a lot of innocent drivers that might be getting crossed in like the crossfire of the bad apples of DoorDash. And that's kind of where some of the mass deactivations are coming from lately on the DoorDash platform. So I mean, Zach, I mean, let's let's hear from everybody, John, everybody like I mean, what let's let's all talk our markets because that's people want to hear this stuff, you know. I mean we all you know like we've said like you know was it gig geezer that time when he was on he challenged us you know do we do we glorify gig work no i think that i've always been straight but that kind of it was good to hear that too i like that um so i've it's been made me extra aware so now in these bad times or slower times and i gotta say redefining times too because again guys we can start diving into maybe like i said i don't want to take away from other things we might be talking about but maybe dedicate like 15 minutes a week to hitting one or two cities to talk about a little legislation and give you guys some links in case you live in those cities and some guidance and whatnot, because some of it is just there to super tear up. Like one of the things that I know in a couple States is the cap on drivers. So Kim, I, I was putting pieces together when I saw your video today, because I saw, well, they're mass deactivations. I'm like, they always do that though. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then you have this new thing and I'm thinking to myself, you know, curry does, if you don't take a curry for 90 days, you're deactivated. All you have to do is email reactivation at curry.com when you open the app and it says you're deactivated and they'll have you activate reactivated that day, the same day. Wow. They just don't want to send you data if you're not taking it. I'm wondering if a new ploy here is now like, you know what, if they haven't dashed in two months, deactivate them. Kind of the same way as Curry, only they won't reactivate you. I just think DoorDash knows, and I think I said this in my video, they know what markets are oversaturated. They're a tech company. They have all but this they data. Need to, but, but they've loved that till now. What I'm saying is there's legislation that's absolutely going to force the hand on capping. Oh, for yeah. sure. I've yeah. already read some of it. It's, I mean, and I think it'll pass in some of these states. So, I mean, to be honest, like, if they like to have 5,000 drivers on and 3,000 or like 2,000 are needed, the city now might say you can have 2,500. They're going to hate that. Dashers will love it. Half of them. The other half won't be able to get on. Or they'll be deactivated. So I guess my question is, is it better just to be deactivated if you're not ever going to get on? Because in New York, they've... Like that bottom 20% can't get blocks and can't find times and isn't getting yeah. orders. For me, I mean, they're no. already being pushed out. So, I mean, like, why not? I'm I'm not trying to, you know, be evil about it, but I'm just saying, like, why in a DoorDash mind, they are evil. So why wouldn't they just start mass deactivations? Because they're going to need to anyway. And they know this. They know that the they've been screwing around with these governments for years. And it's time, <laughs> you know, like... This is the year where, you know, they're going to be forced with their hand and they're going to, if not, they're going to pay a lot of fines and that's not what they want either. 
So, I mean, I don't know. The caps alone, to me, I've always, you know, it's like waiting lists on apps. I'd rather be on a wait list than be put onto an app where there's no work. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But just leave me on the wait list. You know, once the market's rolling, I'm, I'm around. Then hit me up and let me know, hey, we're popping or we're getting rolling. There's not a ton, but you'll see some offers and I'll get on it. But I don't want to be on it if you got nothing. It's kind of like the same thing with DoorDash when the screen is gray and you can't dash now. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of rather that I can't dash now because if I could dash, but nothing's coming in or it's just trash, I don't want to be on there. Yeah, well, as we learned last week, Cheyenne's Canada only does, if Tom was right, Canada only does... 1% of their business is DoorDash. It's horrible. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It was 1%, wasn't it? It was really low. So they didn't even mention DoorDash when they did the split. They mentioned Skib, Uber, and Domino's. Like, Domino's (laughs) came above DoorDash. But then when we were asking Cheyenne, it kind of did fit the mold. Because I was like, you know, what? I mean, just anybody you know, what do they use? Uber Eats. Uber yeah. You know, and then so and then she's got that skip the dishes that she likes. So, I mean, I that works skip. for her. But I mean, like if door like people don't use it up there. So, I mean, again, yeah, clearly like the U.S. is a DoorDash market. Yeah. You know, the U.S. is a DoorDash market and it's a Lyft market. And those two don't get out of these borders. You know, I mean, I know that what is it just eats or takeaway or whatever has or deal with DoorDash and what, but nonetheless, DoorDash itself as a branded name is only here. So, I mean, where it isn't, I mean, in Canada, it's just, to me, it sounds like it's failing, Yeah, which is surprising. It's really not popular. And then I was also looking at the stats because there was this video that I was planning to do and I was looking to see how many DoorDash drivers there are versus the fact that we don't even have a lot of the market with DoorDash. And I think it's something like there's like, 250,000 or something drivers and I'm like for what like there, there's no orders <laughs> maybe this is why there aren't many orders because there are way too many drivers like it, it just doesn't make any sense yeah yeah I don't know you, um, you seem when you say 250,000 is that dashers across all of Canada or is that like in yes. your province specifically no all of Canada wow yeah okay not a lot yeah, but what would the what but, is the population of Canada versus US too though? Yeah, that's the thing, right? That's probably a huge difference. Yeah. Not only that, but you have a lot of territories, right, that are completely spread out and like you have to drive like miles upon miles upon miles to get to things. Yeah, Canada is like, like very nice road spread truckers. Out. I know that's what I kind of think of when I think of Canada. <laughs> like if those were like, we got to get this McDonald's up to Moosehead Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Uh, so we have 38.25 million and this is 2021 stats. And in 2021, you guys had 331.9 million. So 38 versus 331. Right. So you're 10% of our population. Yeah. And that number is incorrect because 10 million have come over the border illegally. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <boom. laughs> um, John, what's your market like right now? I know you got your other thing going too. And, you know, to everybody that has another thing going too, great. All more power to you. You know, especially if you're able to to do your hand in it's many. A lot, of juggling. a lot of juggling. But right now the market on, I would say, 
it's very dependent on the peak times and days of the week. Like if it's on a Friday, Monday, weekends, good. Yeah, pretty decent. It's not, you know, it's not over the hill, but it's pretty decent, pretty consistent. On the other side of the coin, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, especially dead. Dead as a doornail. Uh, I mean, like, but I mean, like, so on those nights, you can make what you used to. I mean, on, used those, to, uh, on the good days, or I mean, I can make 25, 30. I make pretty much, I would say that's like the standard. Like in my market, there's never, it never gets too high, never gets too low. Let me phrase that. It gets low on Wednesdays. It gets very low on Wednesday, <laughs> but it never gets too high. Okay. So you're kind of thinking like 25, 30 bucks is kind of that maxing out zone. Anything beyond that would be like amazing. Yeah. Not, yeah. So that's why okay. like my market, I can get, if I get like, for example, if I'm getting what Walmart Sparks is doing well, I'm getting 25 to $30 Walmart Spark orders. And then I was like the round robins and in between that do it, you know, maybe another five or $10 DoorDash. So I can average 30 like that. But if it's no orders are coming on either platform, then yeah. Yeah. So, but not much is, I mean, in your market, not much has changed. I mean, Denver's a good market too. I would say it's changed. And before it used to be every day of the week, you could do that. Now I would say it's just those okay. dead days, like Tuesday, Wednesday, that'd be worth going out. I've changed then, my day off Tuesday. And Cheyenne, like what's, I mean, maybe you don't face the same challenges we do. So maybe not much has changed for you for a January, at least. I don't know. Has I it, actually or? haven't been out this month. Oh, that's that's right. I saw that on your live last night. I have but I mean, I'm sure you turn on the app and you look. I I'm do. Sure, I'm sure you've looked. So I mean, like you've got to read on it. You probably have friends that do it too. So I mean, like, are you January's... being major? Are you being majorly affected? Um. So here's the thing. January is usually a pretty quiet month, and the thing that isn't helping is that the weather is not like normal. So usually, whenever there's like a snowstorm or something you know, you can go out and make some good money. We just had like an ice storm today and we're supposed to be continuing that for the next couple of days. But there hasn't been a crazy snowstorm that would make you say like, oh my gosh, let me go out and make some money. So it's just regular. And at just regular, nobody's nobody's ordering because they're like, ooh, it's actually nice. Let me go out. And this is the thing with Canadians too. Like they like to go out. In the summertime, it's bad because they like to sit like on the terrace and all that kind of stuff. But in the wintertime, they still like to go out to the restaurant. They like to sit down and be served versus having delivery at home. Yeah. So it's, yeah, no, January is, it's not, it's not it right now. And, and I, with the weather not being winter-like, no. Yeah. So no, I'm not missing anything. Because I turned on, we went to a track meet uh, for my son last weekend. And it was an away track meet. And when we were in the restaurant ordering something, an Uber came in and I was like, oh my God, that's true. There has to be Uber over here, even though it's like super far from my house. So I turned it on as we're like getting to the hotel because I want to see like what kind of orders are coming in. And I was like, this is horrible. It was like $8 for 17 kilometers. And like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Granted, it's like a little city, but it's still, it's Sherbrooke. Like it's, there's nothing out there. It's all hotels and like restaurants on one strip. And like orders were coming in and I was like, oh my goodness, this is, how does anybody in this market make any money? It doesn't make any sense. No. You know, I, you know, we always ask you about your tipping culture. And I, I told you last night in your live, I was like, I found this weird article. I'm reading some of the comments from some of the people. These are customers 
in how they tip delivery drivers in Canada. Like one of them says, he actually, here's his math. If it's less than a five minute drive, I'd tip a dollar 11. <laughs> a 10 minute drive, $2. But if it's like 15 minutes, then maybe three or $4. What? Getting real generous there, isn't I it? I know, right? Those are kind of mad. Those first strings like... right there. <laughs> what was with the dollar eleven? That's kind of weird. I don't like know. I was like, okay, is it maybe like a, like a dollar like with tax, but then that would be a dollar fifteen. So I'm like, where's where's the one eleven? Right, and then so one one Canadian said that um he only tips if the weather's shitty. Wow. Screw him. He can go get it his damn self. That's very nice of him. <laughs> Okay, um, very nice. Here, this is my favorite one. One person said they only tip if the food actually gets delivered. Wow, they've had some very bad experiences, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, how sad is that that somebody has to make that comment? That means like not really once bad. or twice, but like 10 times their food doesn't show up. I don't That's know. actually That's, really there's bad. There's a lot of people that make claims like that. I had somebody in my comments say that 50% of the time that they order, it doesn't show up. My like, bullshit. Wow. Do they have a tally? On that one. What's that? Well, but this person might live in the like in the tundra, maybe. And then people pick it up and they're like, yeah, I ain't going there. <laughs> true. <laughs> I got that mauled by a bear last time I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You never know. You never know. There was one person who said um, people shouldn't be obligated to tip on these apps. However, I tip on Uber Eats, but not DoorDash. What? <laughs> How crazy is that? Like one is different. Than Canadians are it. weird. Yeah. Well, she can say the same thing about <laughs> United States people are really oh, weird. I one hundred percent agree. I just thought those are weird answers. Okay, so I don't know. And then we won't dive into it too far, you guys. But real quick, the um, uh, I sent this to Kim and Zach too. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look it over, but I just think it's weird because New York has actually formed um, Department of Sustainable Deliveries. What is I that? just think that's I just think that's so weird, you guys. And you get into this stuff, and it's not real. It, I mean, at first read, it's like permitting licensing for Uber, DoorDash, FedEx, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, that needs to happen. But to create with the shape that New York's in right now, as it is, to create a department of sustainable delivery. I don't even know what the hell that means. And I was just gonna say, what does that really it mean? Seems like though? a made-up thing to me. That's just a made-up. Well, I mean, ma made it, up. but it, but it, but it's not. New York City oh, Mayor Adams announced it and created it. So it's a job, and and their job is to, um, to set to centralize the regulation of app dispatch delivery. So they're going to be involved in the regulation already, as well as the vehicles that make those operations uh, possible. My whole hope is that if you're going to do something like this, which I already don't like, you better damn well be making sure that people are not illegal on these apps. Yeah, like what? Because if that's not even on your on your on your checklist, then I'm pissed. That's uh, weird. That's but really weird. Um, before before we get out of here, Zach, I need to know how your market is. It's okay. It's. Uh... Honestly, since not not this last New Year's, like uh, December thirty first, but the year previous, uh, things have just been slowing down. It, you can still do okay. You can make a hundred, two hundred bucks in a day if you're out there for you know ten hours. But 
Um, I haven't been bothering on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I've been going out for a couple of hours during lunch and then going home and then going back out for dinner. Uh, it, it's just not worth it in between, in my opinion. So I'm just trying to really kind of optimize my time. Do you guys ever like just pull up the apps and make like not do the order, but just pull it up and see all the time? I've been doing it more lately, like just pulling them out as the customer side and just putting it in. Like, okay, what would this cost? Oh, and oh yeah, yeah, I do it sometimes. It's been good. It's like I don't, we don't. My son and I don't use them, but like they're going up here in Colorado, big. Like what it co- would cost me, and they're doing it very like in weird ways. Like you can't. It's almost like they're like I can tell where if you use these a lot, you'd you'd notice, but not like I do. Because I don't use them. So when I go in there and check, I notice something huge and different. I use Uber. So this is one thing that I always um, tell drivers. Because you know how Uber has like those discounts that they give you depending on what level that you're, you have and whatever. So I usually tell people if they're ordering, let's say from a restaurant, to compare the price of ordering directly at the restaurant versus ordering on uber with your discount now granted i know the restaurant is going to get a fee but in this day and age when everyone's looking at their pockets it could be a pretty good difference so there's this one restaurant that we tend to order from a few times a month maybe like two or three and we always order through uber because with my discount it's about eight dollars less than if i ordered directly from the restaurant yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a customer comment on Twitter that said, you know, I don't it was weird too because I don't I don't normally comment on something like this, but I saw it and I was like, it said, I am not using DoorDash anymore because it costs too much for me to go pick up my food. And I was like, What the hell? I've always wondered where these people are who pick it up. <laughs> like yeah, they, they exist. So, and so when yeah. I actually commented to him and he commented back, and I but I said, I said. I said, I've, I really, I don't know if I've ever know. I, I know I've never met somebody where I know that they do this. I said, I'm just surprised. Why don't you just go in and pick it up? Because you're ju- definitely wasting money. And his, his answer was kind of, uh, it was different. Cause he said, he said, um, I have an anxiety issues. But that has nothing to do with ordering. Well, I think that it was that he can do it through an app and not have to go in and talk to people and. No, but he, oh, maybe it's a restaurant where he can't order online directly through the restaurant's website. Yeah. That could be. Right. But I mean, I just found that to be interesting because I wonder how many, like, is it introvert or extrovert? Which <laughs> Introvert that doesn't like talking to people. Right. So, I mean, yeah. like, maybe that's the people who use that. I don't know. Maybe there are I would people never that are use it. I didn't, I was always like, nobody uses that. <laughs> I would never order on the app to pick up in the restaurant unless I have a discount. It doesn't make any sense. Holly, what? Holly, does. what? Why do you have a discount? Because I know sometimes DoorDash does. Why are you supporting DoorDash, Holly? <laughs> and you're a delivery driver. Damn it. Usually when you're out delivering. Still, whether you pick or order, you Uber Eats and you go to pick it up, they still raise their prices on every single item Wait. because they still are paying a commission still on pickup. So it's still more expensive. Usually when I'm out delivering and eating in my... So you're when you're waiting for orders, you're ordering food to your car? 
<laughs> no, she said pick up. That makes sense then, but okay. But again, why would you use DoorDash? I mean, you're, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, there's no way you're saving money. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Okay, so I get it. It's easy to compare the restaurants. But then once you choose a restaurant, just go to the restaurant's website and place the order. Unless just you call have ahead of time. If you know, I'm making this up. If you know you're going to a sushi place and you have a five minute ride to a sushi place to say, hey, can I have a, I don't know, a tuna roll and a California roll to go and just go pick it up at the same time you're picking up an order, if that's what you're doing. And this is just, I was just going to ask, because I know a lot of people don't use it anymore, but I'm sure there's other tools like this. Don't you have Yelp? You can see the menu. Uh, you yes. call the restaurant right from Yelp and order it yourself. Don't give them your business, Holly. Jesus. We're in a war here. <laughs> you're like giving them, you're like giving it them is. missiles. <laughs> it is definitely more trouble. Yes. I work for you and I order food through you. Don't do that. <laughs> it makes it look like the model works. <laughs> That's like people that say that they place their order on Uber and they try to get their own order, like as a driver. You're actually not supposed to do that, but yeah. I've seen yeah, that that'd be like me calling a rideshare and saying that um you, you know, like when he gets up? here, just saying, yeah, it's to the airport. Uh, and then just stand there. And he's like, what? And be like, go. I'm going to watch you on the app to make sure you do it, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You, you can't you can't use it anymore, Holly. Come on. <laughs> Delete that thing. But thank you guys for joining. Um, next week, I will be out of my political mindset because it it I it's I've had to really kind of engulf all of this and not be in any other mindset at all. Um, and after tomorrow, I'm going to feel like I'm uh, breaking those barriers down. A bit, so, um, but yeah, thank you, Zach, for joining. Thank you, Gig Work Mama. Thank you, Kim Side Money Plans. And you guys, the. 15th of february is the two-year anniversary yay so um yeah so make sure to be here for that and uh we will see you back Thanks, here John. next week thank you, you everybody for joining um be safe earn smart and be awesome to people don't be a dick peace <laughs>